We all have big dreams, but far too often we never give them a chance to come true. Well, that all changes today. Welcome to Just Keep Learning, where we'll help you develop the right mindset, be more productive, and learn more effectively so you can accomplish anything. Here's your host, Justin at Just Tries. Our guest today is well known for his TED Talk, From Broken to Beautiful. He went from being on death's doorstep with alcoholic liver failure and obesity to completely turning things around in becoming a wildly successful business coach and social media personality. We talked about how to get up when you hit rock bottom, the frameworks that we can all apply to chase down our own dreams, and some bonus tips on how to be great at sales because at the end of the day, it's not just business, to sell is to be human. Please welcome to interview 44, Terrence McMahon. First off, thank you so much for doing this today. I'm really excited about this interview. One thing that I love asking people to do is introduce themselves because I find that we do so many things, especially in a creative entrepreneurial space. And we can also have articles written about us and stuff like that. So if I were to ask you to introduce yourself to an audience, let's say you came into an auditorium to speak to a college or high school business class, kind of who are you and what do you do? Oh, wow. There's a famous writer called Mark Twain, and he was asked to take a book that he had spent a year writing. And he told the the editor, came back and says, you need to make it shorter. And he says, I can make it shorter, but it's going to take a very long time. Uh, I have a very complex life and I can give you the framework of what it is. I'll take you from, you know, when I got left high school, I went on to play college baseball. I was a daily drinker for 30 years and I drank in college and I got my results. I got out of, got out of college. I ended up going to the insurance business and I ended up having some, some mixed success, drank every single day. And I ended up going, um, in spite of my drinking, creating an algorithm, which is a, a repeatable formula to get a result. I figured it out somehow through the grace of God to get clients and to make money. And I use that algorithm to create a very big business. But while I was creating that very big business, uh, I blew up financially to an eight-figure industry and a seven-figure income, but I blew up physically. I was 350 pounds. So I was morbidly obese. You know, I had to retire on the spot because I had a life-threatening illness. I was terminally ill with liver failure, alcoholic liver failure. So I got a transplant, reinvented myself as an author, a social media expert, uh, marketer, and I help people create work from anywhere lives for themselves so that they can have more health, happiness, success, and freedom. You know, I, I grew up youngest of six kids. My father was a professional baseball player. My brother, Eddie, and my brother, Sean, all played for various professional teams. I went to college on a scholarship. And in spite of those opportunities, I screwed it all up. You know, we sabotage ourselves. So after I just destroyed my life, I reinvented myself. So I teach people to recreate themselves and as opposed to rehabilitation. So if you have ever heard the word rehabilitation, it's about restoring something back to its prior condition, rehabilitating a building or an addiction rehab center. You know, if you've been incarcerated, they want to rehabilitate you. Well, I don't think there's any such thing. I think if you restore something back to its original condition, you're still the broke person you were. So my brand is all about recreating yourself recreate, which means bring something new into the world that's never existed before. So that's a long introduction. You know, I've dedicated my life 
post-transplant and post-miracle, you know, getting saved by a prisoner in the very last moments of my life. Prisoner dies in Alabama. His organ saves my life, goes in my body. I'm still alive. So, doing things like this is important to me so I can teach you algorithms that are healthy and meaningful, not bad and sabotaging algorithms. That's where I'll start and hopefully that help people get a little idea who I am. Absolutely. And that's why I'm so excited to be able to create with you today because so many of those things have big time connections to the work that I do day in and day out when it comes to helping people certainly recreate themselves. The reason they need to recreate themselves is for so many different reasons. The first time that I actually saw your work was long before the shorts that have gone very viral and all the clips that I've now seen for the last couple of years, but was your TED Talk, the original one, the idea of going from broken to beautiful. And I know that you shared a little bit of it just there, but when I was thinking of something to talk about early on in this conversation today, I actually jotted down a few of the quotes from that. And I'd like to just read them for the audience and potentially read them for you. But things that really, to me, stood out as not just heartfelt, but kind of quotables or frisbees that I think even if you listen to that talk once, you'll never really forget them and they can be so helpful. Oh, yeah. And one of them was what you said about spending your last days with the woman that you spent your first ones with. And that really spoke to me in many ways because my parents have lost two of their children in the last couple of years. Both my brothers, one died of a heart attack and one died of a car accident. They also struggled, you know, similarly in terms of their own personal lives and with things like addiction and mental health. And so that whole idea that you also mentioned in there of addiction, not necessarily being about getting sober, but creating connections was the second thing that was so powerful to me too. And I just want to say one more quote that I had jotted down from that. And it was the idea that one of the few advantages when you're that broken is that the only way you can go is up. And people will ask me about the work I do and how I do it because they assume that it's depressing and that I take things home because I've seen kids lost to gun violence. I've seen them lost to addiction and quite a few of those types of stories. And I say, when I meet a new student, youth who are struggling that bad and they're alive, I'm like excited. And so I know you really already summarized a lot of the TED Talk, but maybe if you could give us your take again, and maybe if it's changed a bit about what it means going from broken to beautiful. I'm happy to do that. And when you're broken, you're on the ground and pieces of you are are literally all over the floor. And you're the last one that knows you're broken. Everybody looking at you knows you're broken before you're broke. And then when it finally happens, you have your ground zero. I call it a change moment. For me, it was a doctor looking into my eyes saying, Mr. McMahon, you're not having heart palpitations. You're, li- you're in liver failure. You're, you're, you're going to die from liver failure in the next six months without a transplant. So I went from CEO with a seven-figure income to being labeled an alcoholic which is a labeling. We're all going, the world wants to give us labels. They gave me that one. And what does that mean? That means I don't probably get my organ because something's wrong with me. I'm broken. And then throughout that six month journey of getting, trying to get an organ donation from a donor, I went to all these professionals that were telling me that I, I was broken. I have this disease, this addiction that is a disease, it means something's wrong with the wiring in my head. They told me there's no cure. And they told me the only way to live any possible semblance of of happiness is to go to meetings every day, you know, in a church basement and tell everyone I'm an addict and I have a disease and there's no cure. Now, if that's your belief about addiction, I don't have a problem with you. 
I didn't want to believe that. And I certainly didn't want to go through my life for the rest of my life as someone who's broken. Because one thing that I always could do in spite of my bad habits is I, was, I could always break through. So you have potential, no matter how broken you are, a hurt fighter is the most dangerous person on the planet. So what do you do to channel your energy? Do you channel it towards anger and revenge or do you cha- challenge it towards the comeback, the Tom Brady down 22 points with two minutes to go comeback to be like, holy shit, what happened to that guy? That's what I wanted to do. I was 350 pounds. I was turning green through, through, through liver failure. My eyes were orange. There was bloody urine coming out of my body every night. It was a matter of days before I was going to die. I was with my mother, watching her look at me with sadness, profound, not disgust, but close. Right. You know, I've disappointed her. And I hate telling that story because it hurts. But it also is good hurt because it makes me wake up to the fact that I was better than that. I had better things to do with my abilities. And if I got another chance, I would show everybody. So being broken is about being able to take those broken pieces and put them back together. And there's a Japanese mending process that I mentioned in my TED Talk. The Japanese don't look at a fracture or a crack or a wrinkle or a scar as an imperfection. They see it as as a as a almost a metal branded on the flesh. You know, it's something that emulates the possibility of what you've been through, the experience that you had, and it's a visualization of what you're possible. You know, you've gotten through it. So the mending process the Japanese have is called kintsugi. And I found one online. It's when they take broken pottery, the Japanese take it, and they've used this belief that broken things can be mended together with gold. And it's about creating and a rejoining, you know, bringing you back together through golden lacquer. The word means golden rejoining. And the end result is, you might've seen this art before, in kintsugi, a repaired piece of pottery with this gold is more valuable than the original unbroken pottery. Huh. That's where I came up with the idea of going from broken to beautiful is, is through watching about kintsugi, how they, they've recreated this art, you know, and this art can be imitated in life through recreation. So when you recreate yourself, you're basically saying a few things. You're saying, I'm deciding on the spot right here and now, I am cutting away that person from my life. The word decision means to cut away from. D means away from, like a detour or divorce. Anything with a D means away from. Decision means to cut, like an incision. So a decision isn't about adding something new to your life, like I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to read a book. Decision is that guy who's toxic and doesn't lead me down to good classes, gone, gone, cut him out of my life. So when you do that, when you cut somebody or something out of your life, you're creating a void and the world wants to fill it in very, very quickly. So you have a lot of decision as you did with your energy and your anger or your your vision. You can do what you want with that. So you can bring new people into your life and you can bring new identity into your life and you can bring new abilities into your life. So what you have to do to do that is create a... Oh man, if I can get this. What I call a change the world domino. So this is a big domino. And I've seen that domino. Is that the one from the videos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this is called, I call it, what's your change the world domino? It's what's the per- perfect vision of yourself in five years. Don't go out 50, go out five. Five years from now, we're sitting here. Your life is is remarkably and undeniably better. You've done something that woke up everybody. And more importantly, you woke up your soul. What did you do? You had a vision. Step number two after you decide is you create who's going in these slots that are empty now. What people, what places, what things, what abilities, what gifts am I going to give the world? So you have to visualize that, but be vivid about it. And then you have to create a automation, a plan to get to that spot. So the domino is a metaphor for 
um, you know, this little two inch domino. We've all seen the the videos where they put the domino and they, they move it forward and it keeps knocking them over. Physicists call that action potential. They say this piece of energy, when it's stored on its end and move forward, it creates amplified force, real, real energy. It's action potential as it sits, but when it's moved forward, it's real energy. A two inch domino can knock over another two inch domino with its energy. But a lot of people don't know this. A two inch domino actually can knock over more than a two inch domino. It has the energy to knock over something two and a half inch or two and a half times itself. So a three inch domino. So you can go better tomorrow than you are today with a plan and a vision to be that big thing. So that's called building yourself a do, you know, lining up your dominoes so that what you do today will put you in the best possible place to get to that spot tomorrow. And you know, when I teach people how to harness their action potential is make a list of things you need to do logically or get a mentor or a coach to help you. What do I got to do if I want to be a best-selling author? It's like, well, first you got to learn how to read a book. Then you got to learn, you know, what does a best-selling author do? What do they look like? What type of person are they? How do they live their days? What type of coaches and education do they get? So you can go through that whole process and in a relatively short period of time, you can start making making wins. So a domino in action is the hardest thing that the Romans say in a tiam demodium facti, which means once you get started, you're halfway done. Love that. We all know this, right? We've all done one good thing. If you're all sitting here watching and you, you know, if you want to get in shape, don't go to the gym, just do one push-up, right? You know, if you want to eat better, don't go on a crash diet so you're starving, just eliminate Cokes. Drink water. Make that one change, creating momentum. That's a little domino. It's going to pull a bigger. Next tomorrow, it might be it might be uh, changing out pizza for sandwiches, and then it might be sandwiches for salads, right? So you're making momentum. It's a momentum builder. So the the recipe to recreate yourself is decide. You know, make the decision to cut away from the bad things. Put in the great idea and line up your dominoes. Three steps, and you can change your life. Uh, and and you do it by giving yourself a reputation to live up to. You ever see people, you know, take their shirts off and they're all flabby and they're saying, I'm going to lose 70 pounds, right? It's a big difference than doing that, than them, you know, and then than them saying to themselves in the mirror, like, shit, I got to lose some weight. When you do that, you give yourself a reputation. Like I have a reputation of, I'm a great marketer. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll work with you until it works. That's my promise to my clients. Guaranteed. I say that up front. So anybody can take it to the bank. Like I don't, they don't have to ask me for a refund. I'll know if we're not getting the job done and we'll do, we'll make it right. So you give yourself a reputation to live up to. So if you're, if you're disciplined, like I'm disciplined, I'm, I do good things. I make contributions. I'm going to become the best in the world at doing that. And that's a big part of uh, create, recreating yourself. From what I can see and how well we're able to get to know each other online and short periods of times or seeing videos and TED Talks, I certainly see that that rings true in the content you create and how you show up in the world or show up for people, which I can assume means your clients as well. But when it comes to the idea of the DE thing that you said, like making a decision and detour popped in my head and I'm looking at where you are at this point in your life. And I never really thought of that idea of the DE thing. I know naturally language that that's what that means, but I never really thought of all the different uh, similar things that start with DE that you could use as well. And so detour popped in my head when you were sharing that. And it made me think back to that idea of going from broken to beautiful again. And something that I'm a bit curious about, I'm sure others are as well, is how we get to broken a little bit. And in that, I feel like a lot of people feel weird or that they're not normal when they get to that broken point. And so to whatever extent you could share, what are some things that you think led you to that point of the alcoholism and weight gain, et cetera? 
It was the dominoes in the wrong direction. It's all it is. Mm. Yeah. I was just knocking over dominoes that were going the wrong way. Started with a beer when I was, you know, sneaking a beer from my old man, you know, sneaking a bottle, sneaking up to the woods, lying to my mother about going out when I was 16, you know, building an identity and a reputation around alcohol, how I was this, you know, this, uh, I had this identity, like I was like Tommy Boy met the Wolf of Wall Street. I was this big, powerful personality and it was just a shit. Rest in peace. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Tommy Boy's dead. Tommy right? Boy. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the other guy dead yet, but he should be too because he's partied hard, but he got a second chance. So True. Um, it's a negative, it's called a negative feedback loop, right? So when something's going wrong, like depression's a negative feedback loop. Looking at your phone, seeing someone else, applying that to yourself makes you feel like shit. Look at your phone again, see more people, reinforcement, negative feedback loop. So you got to cut that out. That's a decision. Boom. Change out the change out the environment. You are a sub, you know, you are a product of your environment. Of all the things I did that made me better than I was, which wasn't hard by the way, was move. I moved, quit my job, cut most of my relationships, sold all my shit, moved to Florida. I didn't know one person. I, I went underground for a couple of years. I recreated myself underground. Uh, the bamboo tree grows underground for five years before it shows any sign of life and it shoots up 80 feet in two or three weeks. It comes out of nowhere, like be the bamboo tree. I know we've got a lot of talking left to do, but to me already, I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a fascinating thing that I see being the symbolism of this whole talk. But it's early yet, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You're on, you're underground right now. Like, don't worry about it. You have different seasons of your life. You know, I'm in my third season, I think. I think you got four or five seasons before you're gone. And I was right there at the end. If you fooled, fouled up a season, it's all right. Who cares? It's over. Trust me. Now, by the way, no one even remembers shit. They only remember what just happened to you. <laughs> they will remember your comeback far more than they'll remember your stumbles. And within, within a very short period of time, your comeback will be your identity. It'll be what people admire about you. I know people in different, you know, people that come out of prison, come out of mental health issues or addiction, and they've reinvented themselves. People always say that. They always say, how'd you lose so much weight, right? How'd you write books? How'd you build that social media? I said, I said, dominoes. You know, I learned a model. I, I read books one at a time, a little bit each day. And, you know, and I don't learn as quickly. Some of the younger people can absorb stuff. You have the seasons and you don't have an unlimited amount of shots to take in your life. You got four or five good ones. So if you shot shot and missed, it's okay. You're going to shoot again. What are you going to shoot at? So what's your, what's your, what are you shooting at? You know, what's your domino and where are you starting from? And how do you, how do you cite that in? So you hit it and you got to hit what's in front of you now, not what's, you can't shoot over the target. The target is what you can do today that gets you in a position to make tomorrow possible. You know, the saying in, you know, Gary Keller wrote a book called the one thing, what's one thing today I can do that by doing that and getting that amongst anything else done. And only that puts me in the best possible position to do what I got to do tomorrow to hit my goal. A lot of people overload themselves with with the noise. You know, if you want to be a best-selling author or you want to be Mr. Olympia, there is an algorithm out there that's already exists. Someone already wrote the exact formula to do that in a book that you can get for probably for free or nine bucks. Someone will give it to you. If you want a book and you can't afford one, email me. I'll buy you any book you want. Oh. No questions asked. You tell me, hi, my name. I heard you on a podcast. I need a book. Tell me where you live. I'll send you the book. Be my, it'd be my gift to you. No questions asked. If you want a book. That's amazing. Right? Unless it's a 2,000-year-old King James Bible, which is 20 grand. <laughs> yeah, we need to put a disclaimer. We're going to have to put a little disclaimer in the show notes. Anything on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a book. It doesn't. It's it's just something I think it's the greatest gift is the books. I, behind you, there's a whole wall of books. Books are status. Books are knowledge. 
Yeah, I certainly agree. And I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, there's not a massive following. So I don't, I don't suspect you'll get too many emails. You never know. Someone might be brave enough to send one. But more importantly to me, that just speaks to your values as somebody who's a coach and creator and trying to help others. Because part of the challenge with this show is a lot of times I'll have, you know, really big time entrepreneurs on and I don't have to remind them. They understand the target audience. But at the same time, a lot of what they create or sell is very high profile to use a word expensive, right? And so it's kind of like a disconnect from some shows where you go on and that audience may be somebody who can afford to pay uh, a 50 grand coaching fee or whatever. And so for me, it's really important that people who are still high profile will come on and speak to an audience with a, a little bit of empathy in terms of like this kid who's homeless, maybe literally, I'm not kidding in the slightest, who's just trying to get food today, but they could learn from a book, especially if somebody handed that to them. And one thing I've noticed is youth right now, if people don't think they read, that's a myth because they still love books, even in spite of all the socials that exist, which I think is just amazing. Well, I can do you one better on that. If you're talking about how to come out of nowhere and, and create financial abundance for yourself, even if you don't have any money, you don't have any money, you don't even have a house. I mean, if you can, have, if you can figure out how to get in front of a computer, which you can do in a library for free or on your little phone, which most people have, you can get the, any mentor on earth that you want. And I'll tell you how right here. Go to ChatGPT, right? Mm -hmm. Set yourself up with an account. ChatGPT, it's openai.com. It's an, it's an AI, like an, a, a person that's the same as having a room full of all the Greek philosophers in a, in a room sitting there waiting to talk to you. Every business owner on earth that's ever written a word or spoken a word, every uh, economist, every doctor, every lawyer, every marketer sitting in a room waiting to waiting for to answer your questions. You can ask the chat AI for free. Hey, Mr. AI, we're going to act right now. We're going to play a game. You're going to be Warren Buffett and you're going to teach me how to invest. Do you understand the game? Chat GPT will say yes. You say, Mr. Buffett, I don't have any money. I don't have a home and I'm homeless, but I want to start to invest. How do I make enough money so I have some money to invest? Please guide me. And the chat will start to tell you things as if it were Warren Buffett. It read all of Warren Buffett's books and it tells you things back. Try it. You will fall out of your chair. You know, act as Elon Musk, <laughs> act as uh, act as Gary V, and tell me how to start a business with a hundred dollars. What business should I go into? If I if you're if you're saying if you're saying Terrence McMahon, act as Terrence McMahon. What can I do to become valuable to somebody so I can trade my abilities with another? If you are you asking me that right now? I would. I'm very biased, but I'd say learn how to sell. Learn how to sell. Selling, you know, you can say, teach me to sell like Tony Robbins. Teach me a process to persuade someone to buy something, right? So what does that mean? Well, if you can move your lips, you can sell. If you have a phone, you can sell on the phone. If you have chat GPT, you can learn how to sell. It'll tell you exactly how to sell and you can keep reading it and reading it and reading it. And all you got to do is go to a company that needs salespeople, which is about 3 million open jobs right now. And they don't care where you came from. They don't care your degree. All they care is, can you read their script, use your voice to make people buy their products? You don't have to invent a product. You don't have to manufacture a product. You don't have to distribute a product. You don't even have to find a lead. They have the leads. You just get on a call. They'll train you. If you get sales training and you approach a business and say, I'm a professionally trained salesperson. I was trained by Tony Robbins. You don't have to tell them it was on an AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can say, you know, I was uh, you know, the guy Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, act as Jordan Belfort and teach me your five-step system. I'm telling mm -hmm. you right now, if you're hearing this, you can learn how to sell for free mm -hmm. on ChatGPT because it's free AI that has read most of the internet up to 2021.
Yeah, it is an incredible tool. I mean, like I, I've been blown away by the times that I've used it and kind of, you know, just played with it really to use a term to kind of see like what it'll come up with and how the conversations go. And it's it's quite fascinating. I hope that people do go do exactly that and then see what it comes up with. But if I were to ask you, because we're on the topic, some of your thoughts around sales, like the main overarching tips, what would they be? You want to be a great salesperson, you need to have three things. The first thing you need to have is alignment with the product. You need to believe in the product. So don't ever sell something that you think isn't valuable because the people will sniff it out on you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you'll be unsuccessful and you won't do good things for the world. You'll be, you'll be channeling energy in the wrong direction. The other two things is you want, you need to have enthusiasm. You know, people can taste, sense and smell enthusiasm on somebody's voice. Like who you are shouts loudly in people's ears right? Before you say a word. That's an Emerson quote. Who you are shouts so loudly in my ears, I cannot hear one word you say. The physiology is a vibe. So if you have enthusiasm and you have certainty in your voice, notice how I changed my tone. This is going to work. It's going to be valuable. I guarantee it. Versus this is going to work. I'll guarantee it. You know, it's enthusiasm. And, and why, you know why I can be certain because I'm aligned with the product. Doesn't matter what you're selling. Like that's a, that's a three-step process that I got out of a book. I got that out of Jordan Belfort's book. And he's right. Like I can teach you all the clever little things. It's not about being cute and it's not about anything other than being uh, a listener, hearing what your client struggles with, whatever that is. If it's weight loss, you know, they're overweight. If they're, if they're depressed, they have uh, mental hangups. If they're addicted, they're, they got a negative habit. Just listen to what it is and don't fix them. Offer them the product. So the product does something great, whatever it is, if it's psychology or therapy or a workout program, or it's a, a school or a technology, you can say, hey, great, I'm glad. So if I got this right, here's your problem. Here's where you're going. This is the vision of your big domino. And here's our product. And this is why it works. And you'll you'll get results. And you and if you do it every day, in a day in and day out, pretty soon, just like you walk around without fumbling around like a baby learns, you it becomes second nature. So selling is the career that's made the most millionaires of all by a mile. So if you don't know where to start, sell. And I, I love that you bring that up, being aligned with the product. Uh, again, anyone can look at the AI and ask what the Terrence McMahon version of sales is, and we'll see what she or he or whatever comes up with. But uh, the reason I wanted to know from you was because, you know, the whole right side of the brain and creativity and still being human, something else might have popped front to mind, like who knows, versus what the AI could come up with first. So it was just cool to see what, what you said and then maybe compare the two. In any case, I'm so glad and it was refreshing that you said that because I find that sales takes on a very kind of like scammy, sleazy, spammy sort of feel right. to many people. You know, I've seen that many times. And uh, in a recent episode, I was sharing that I was far too young, <laughs> I think, uh, but intuitively at happened. It was about 20 years ago, I was a personal trainer and I was getting asked by other personal trainers about how I was the top salesperson. And I really was so aligned with the product, I suppose, that I really wasn't selling. And it did not feel like sales, but people saw my name because they used to use that tactic in managers posting the list, right? Monthly for the company. And I was always in the top three. But again, I was so aligned with the product that it felt to me genuinely that people's lives would be worse if they didn't take me up on the offer. That's alignment. You know, you also probably looked pretty good. So they looked at, it's called social proof. There's proof there. Think about selling if you wanted to learn and, and think about what's called the doctor frame. So if you're selling something, whatever it is you're selling after a, at a half hour or an hour of training, you'll know more about the product than the person that's buying it. Think of yourself when you're in a sales call as you're a doctor 
right? And a doctor doesn't come into a waiting room, you know, an examination room and give you medicine, does he? No. Or she. The doctor asks you questions. What's going on? What's happening? What, how long have you been like this? Have you done anything? You know, he tries to hear the symptoms and tries to gather data. And then he tries to, you know, how does that make you feel? So he tries to have the client communicate what's going on. Oh, I'm tired, depressed, lonely, lethargic. Like, okay, all right. And tell me what your goals are. What do you want to have happen, right? This is called the doctor frame. So a doctor doesn't come in and say, oh, you need to get on volume immediately. The doctor listens, a good doctor. If someone does that, that's not good. You know, they just want to put something in you that you got the wrong doctor. Run, there's plenty of doctors. Half doctors in the world, 50% of all doctors are in the lower half of their class. Yeah. That's true. You know that, right? <laughs> Statistically. So like, there's people that are in the half of the class that make the top half possible. So you could be dealing with a doctor that didn't study hard enough to get in the, the top half that of the class. Makes sense. Yeah. So the doctor takes in information and then prescribes you something. And they don't say, do this or do that. They say, this is what you need. Take it if you want to get better. And they say it with certainty and conviction. So most people, you don't see a doctor being a squeamish loser. They're just being a professional. They're they're diagnosing something. Sales is like that. It's called heaven and hell. People are in hell. They want to get to heaven. You got to get them to articulate what hell is, what's their bad place, and what's heaven look like. And you build them a bridge and the bridge is the product. All you're doing is guiding them over the bridge. And you, you shared uh, books that you started getting into that you, you know, turned to reading and self-learning and mentioned that potentially somebody who's younger could maybe learn faster than you, that you didn't learn all that fast, et cetera. But when it came to learning, um, well, first off, let me ask, were there specific books that stand out if you were to recommend to people? I mean, I have I have a, depends on what you want to do with your life. Um, there's some of the great ones. I mean, there's a book called uh, How to Win from Friends and Influence People, which is by Carnegie, Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Basically, it tells you, you know, be interesting by being interested. Like you would find me far more interesting if I was interested in you. So the whole book's about how to how to be interested in people, how to really find out about people. You're doing a good job with that in your, in your show. Like you're not talking about yourself at all, right? You're really doing what you're supposed to do. I appreciate that. And hopefully that, that'll draw out good good content. But uh, you know, that's a great book. Been around a long time. There's a book called Essentialism, which I think is a really good book for someone young to read. Doesn't matter about how old you are, really. I read it at 47. I, I wish I read it at 27 because what it talks about is cognitive overload, the relentless pursuit of less, not more. So you can't be good at everything. It just isn't going to happen. You got to be great at one thing. Mm-hmm. You got to have fewer things that take up your cognitive bandwidth because we only have a few slots in our brain. So if you want to be a social media influencer and you want to be a tap dancer and you want to have an iRock or whatever <laughs> car, I don't even know, I don't give a shit about cars anymore. <laughs> I've had beautiful cars, uh, but whatever you want to have, you can't have everything. You know, if you start with a with a clear vision of who it is, essentialism talks about fewer things, cleaning out your closet, right, getting rid of crap, mm-hmm. and I do it every so often. That's a good book. There's there's so many. I mean, most of my books I've been reading lately are business books. You know, the one thing by Gary Keller talks about the domino effect, as in lining up your dominoes to knock over a big business goal. Uh, there's a, there's someone, there's a great book called The Martian, which is a movie too, if you want to be lazy and watch the movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg, I think. So what's The Martian about? It's a movie about, you know, into the future when they could go to Mars and they were trying to inhabit Mars. And there was a team that was in Mars creating all the labs and getting ready for people to come. And then there was a storm and all the team members except one had to vacate the planet. And it took a whole year to get home. 
So all their equipment got destroyed and Mark Wahlberg's character was stuck on Mars with 100 days worth of food. And it took a year for them to get back. So he was going to starve to death, right? But he was a botanist. So he knew how to grow things, but he didn't have any soil. So the whole the whole movie is about how he repurposed things that he had available to him to create food and ultimately fix things and, and survive long enough for them to come back and get them. Because in life, you know, the, the metaphor is if you're on Mars and you only have what you have, you have to make that work. So if you don't have any money, you can't say, oh, I don't have any money. I'm not going to do anything. You got to figure out how can I create something out of what I have? Mm-hmm. So most of us have an iPhone. If you don't have one, you can borrow one. If you don't have one there, you can go to the library. The internet and chat GPT has just created equalization. There is going to be a new generation of people that are going to take advantage of this and it's going to raise humanity. There's going to be people who are going to author books with this technology. They're going to create and write code. It writes code for you. So if you wanted to do an application, you don't know how to write code, you can ask chat GPT to write the code. So the only reason you're not going to have anything in your life is that you didn't take advantage of the resources you had. You need to be resourceful and take advantage of what's on the planet with you to create the outcome you need to survive. I love that, the idea of no excuses. And first off, I really appreciate you mentioning the listening piece and listening to other people's stories and being interested and that'll make you interesting. Because for one, that book is on my shelf and I'm still yet to read it, but it's I got that story for many books, but I have read all of the other ones that you mentioned. And so I really do appreciate that because I'm still going to read it. I'm sure there's some things in there, but you know, we all have these big reading lists when we're kind of into reading. Uh, when you mentioned chat GPT, I'm curious that like you mentioned coding and you mentioned that people will take advantage of that and that will become a game changer for them. That's something for many people listening, I know for sure is going to be brand, brand, brand new, not even scratching the surface. But what are some other possibilities that you think when you think that people could take advantage of it? What are some other things that people could do? Oh, you can create a brand for yourself. I mean, we all have to grow up and do something with our lives, no matter what. You could be a couch potato, but that's what you've created. So you could just as equally be an astronaut. Or if you wanted to do a, you want to open up a gym and you don't have any money, but you want to do fitness, you can create a brand around fitness. So one thing we all are, are the best in the world at ourselves. So you can create a personal brand, you know, an identity that you want to live up to. That's this wonderful contributor to world. Let's pretend it's I'm, I'm in fitness and I can teach you how to shred 20 pounds in 20 days and get shredded, right? Let's say I had a way to do it. I'm not, but hmm, let's say okay. I did. I can take that message, you know, and I could create words and images and videos and scripts with the chat GPT. And I could put that on social media for free. You know, there's a guy, uh, there's a guy that has a, a, a fasting plan. Think about it. It's a diet, but it, there's a lot of benefits to fasting. I spoke with him last night. So he came out of thin air and he, you know, he's a program. You don't eat for a day and then you eat for a day. Then you don't eat for another day. And then you eat for a day. You do it, for, you do it for 30 days and you reset your entire metabolism. It's hard to do in the first three days, but it isn't that hard after. But the benefits are so remarkable. So he's saying, like, how do I make money with that? Like, I'm not selling a pill yeah. and I'm not selling a weight loss program. I'm just giving people data. I said, you still can create a community of people that want to learn about this new technology. For sure. It's really new. It's a million years old. <laughs> like human beings have been doing fasting for all but the last 40,000 years. So, you know, my coaching would be create a personal brand around the person you want to be, give yourself the reputation to live up to it and become that person. So you, you, you can create it and then build towards being it by telling yourself others that this is who I am. This is a contribution. I've made a decision. You know, Elon Musk says he's going to put someone on Mars. Why him? Why can't it be you? What does he have that you don't have? You want me to say it? In your mind, other than 3 billion. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. That's all I was going to say. So 
he can access, he has more resources. Does that mean you can't do what you want to do in your life because he has this and you don't? No. All right. If you, if you were going to put a person on the moon, what would be your first step logically? I mean- <laughs> Probably go work for SpaceX or maybe uh, whatever the Amazon one is and get a bit of experience. Your brain's starting to your brain's starting to create that algorithm for you, and that's a really big one. That's a, that's they call that a BHAG, a big hairy audacious goal. But your your big hairy audacious goal could be: I want to walk all seven continents and make a good living while I do it. You can create a travel brand, right? You can create a character. You can walk the world. You can give people information about the area. There are millions of people that do that and do well. You can stay in hotels for free. When you tell the hotel, I'm going to do a video of your hotel. I'm going to give you a good rating. Just put me in a, an empty room. You can do that for your whole life. You create that model. Yeah. And I've seen courses sold online for that one for like a hundred dollars. Hmm. Someone literally would say, Hey, I did it. I'm making a really good income. And if you want to pay a hundred bucks, here's my map. Do the same thing. All the things I've done are are in my books. So, you know, if you want to create a product, they're in my books. You want to create recreate yourself, that's a product. It's in my books. I've learned how to do my things from other people by reading their books. Cause that's ultimately good people want to leave their legacy. And my legacy is helping people understand that no matter how bad it is in your life, no matter where you are, anyone can recover from anything at even the last possible second. In fact, that's the best time. So if you're close to the last possible second, now's the time. Mm -hmm. Pull the ripcord, boom, jump. Decide, cut the things out, create momentum by doing one thing at a time until you have positive action potential in the right direction and you're on your way. And then people are like, what happened to that guy? You know, I thought I'd love to hear what the hell happened to that guy? Yeah, especially people you haven't seen in a little while, and that happens a lot, right? And then this, like, that, then a difference is so massive. It's not like someone you see in the mirror every day. One of the things that I do with each episode is I'll create a little blog post, and I can't use Chat GPT for this because <laughs> it's specific to this episode, you know. And I kind of take the approach of sort of like a masterclass bullet points. Sometimes it's three things. Sometimes it's sixteen steps to becoming an actress or whatever. And so I think with those things you just shared, I already have a few in terms of if somebody wanted to create a business and become an entrepreneur, then these are kind of the steps they could take. With that prompt, what are some other things that you would add for someone who sees the influencers, sees the ideas you had, but just doesn't believe it's possible how does someone like youth that I work with, you know, a lot of times their teachers and parents will just think like, yeah, no, that's not possible. They need to go get a job. What are the other things that you would add in terms of going from not believing to succeeding in building a brand for yourself? First thing, it's very difficult. And I'm a parent. The worst person to give advice to their children is their parents, because I don't want my son or daughter to get hurt. I don't want them to go in. I want them to get a job with the government, you know, sit in a cube, never get any problems, live a good life, cookouts and vacations. I couldn't do that. I'm an entrepreneur. So if if you want to, you know, if you want to write music or you want to, you know, change the world through helping people cure addiction or you have this thing you want to do, you do it. Now, every single thing for the most part has been done in the world. And there's four there's four things you can do to learn what that is if you want to learn it yourself. Even in my case, all right? So, if I'm a prospector and I and I found gold in the mountains or on a, on an island out there in the ocean behind me, and I know where it is. I have to convince you that I know where it is. That's called social proof. I got to I got to do content to say you can recreate yourself, right? And people start to believe in you. That's called content. The first thing you got to build is a map. If someone went to, you know, Elon Musk built Tesla. There's a map in place now to build a a car, an automated car, an electric car. There's a map in place. Other companies already copied it. So there's a map. You got to get the map and then think about it. if you're going on a, a journey, you also need the tools. What are the tools you're going to need to accomplish your goal and get that goal? 
right? So you got the map and then you got the tools. The map and the tool are usually cheap, if not free. So some are just intellectual tools like ChatGPT's made that all free. And then the th- the last thing is if you if you have those things and you're getting some momentum, how can I hire a guide? How can someone take me there that's been there before? So you get creative and resourceful about where's the gold? Where do I get a map? You know, who do I buy a map from? What are the tools? And you know, what's a guide? Let me give you an example in investing. You know, Warren Buffett's a bazillionaire, you know, second or third richest guy in the world. He wrote a book. There's a map. He's got investor analytical sheets on his website that are free. There are some tools and he's got, and he does YouTube. So there's your guide. That's all free. So you can do a lot with almost nothing. And man, is it fun when you build something from scratch and someone looks at you and says, how'd you do it? And you go from scratch. A hundred percent. I feel like one of the things I won't say that you left out, but that I love getting people's opinions on, because again, it's a thing that can be very esoteric with so many different answers, but that's a beautiful playbook. When people are trying to come up with what the thing is to then go get the tools and playbooks and, and mentors from, do you have any of your special tips or tricks that you give people to get clarity? This is my number one tip. This is the best one by a long mile. There's a book out there called Steal Like an Artist. This is a coffee table book, right? And the big idea in this book is there are no new ideas, not one. Everything that exists was an idea in someone else's head that somebody repurposed. Everybody's copying everybody. Let me give you an example. Basketball. uh, Magic Johnson copied Dr. J. Michael Jordan copied Magic Johnson. Kobe Bryant copied Jordan. There's a kid out in playing in the NBA right now that copied Kobe, right? Uh, The Beatles, George, Ringo, Paul, and John copied Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, played cover tunes. All people playing music right now copied somebody else while they're learning. Everything is a an imitation of something else. So the, if you have a business that you want to build, all this is on the, online. You could research the business and you can actually literally see their entire business plan by buying one of their products because you can opt into their things and see all their sequences. Mm-hmm. How are they selling it? How are they pricing it? What are they saying to you? How are they saying it? What channels are they using? So steal like an artist, put your mind in, you know, in your antennas up. They're like, what am I going to do with my life? Whose life do I want to be a little like kind of? That's awesome. And you pick somebody. Might not be me. You know, you should pick higher than me, <laughs> but I have a pretty good life. You know, I, 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 I live, live, live on the road and I've seen countries and, and I help people. You know, I, I honor my, uh, my gifts and I, I share back. I think it's amazing. And you took that detour that you talked about. And I see the ocean in the back for listeners, they won't be able to, but you have fighter jets and boats ripping by and it's almost distracting, but in a good way. (laughs) And I think it's inspiring. Very quick rapid fire, because I like to wrap this way. Uh, One piece of advice that you would leave the next generation. Life is a series of, of seasons that you will continually recreate yourself in. Whoever you are today will be reinvented tomorrow. You'll come up to a time when you want to get, you want to put a new, your plant in a new pot and reinvent yourself again. And you could change jobs, change careers. You can change out people you're with if you don't like them. Like you're never stuck in a narrative. You can always reinvent it in your own way. That's amazing. And uh, one thing that you yourself are learning right now. I'm learning AI. I've, I've just started a company in the last two weeks called AI Business Impact, teaching AI. I'm teaching a class in Las Vegas on February 3rd and 4th about ChatGPT that I didn't know existed on December 26th. Speaking of reinventing. I'm 200 people there. Good for you. So I got to learn it and then return. Good for you. Learn and return. Yeah, I'm, bec- I'm a teacher. I love to teach. And the last one is, if you had one question for me, what would it be? Um, what book are you reading right now? I just read Essentialism as well, actually. It is funny enough that that is. Oh, good one. uh, uh, The other one that I had going on recently, I'll have to get you. Oh, The Big Leap. 
by Gay Hendricks. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no? Yeah, I heard about that book. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. See, that's right up there with like the one that you could recommend a bunch of times. How would you, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're reading books and you're helping people that you're helping, you're in a good place. All I could do is put gas on that fire, man. It's the right thing to do. Well, I really appreciate it. I know you have to run. We're all busy in this space, so I can't even put in words, but I'll try. And I'll just say that I'm super grateful that you took the time to do this. And if people were to go support your work, where do they go? Uh, they want to support my work. They can go to TerrenceMcMahon.com, T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E, McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N. Uh, you can look at my books on uh, on Amazon. I have Superhero Self. I have The Anywhere Advisor. I have a book called Atomic Offer. I just wrote a book called The One Hour Book, How to Write a Book in an Hour on ChatGPT. Hmm. And if you want, send me an email, tmac at terrencemcmahon.com, tmac at terrencemcmahon.com. And uh, if you have any questions, if you're that person that needs that book, and you, uh, I'll buy you a book, send it to you. No questions asked. You don't even have to identify yourself. That's amazing. So special and shows your values. I'm going to go buy the book and I'm going to use it and then I'll send you the results, but I'll, I'll buy the book. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great day. All right, man. Bye. JKL listeners, thank you for being here. It's so much fun to hear about how these episodes have impacted you or someone you know. It's our dream to help millions of people achieve their own dreams, so please do continue to pass it along. Thank you to our guest today, T-Mac. He dropped so much wisdom in this episode that I feel like I almost have to go back and listen every few months to make sure I'm living it right for the rest of my life. As always, we love getting your DMs and comments about the show. If you have any input at all on guests or topics you'd like to hear about, please don't be shy, just let us know. In the meantime, until the next episode, all the best, and remember, just keep learning. You're one step closer to making your big dreams come true, but there's plenty more where that came from. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and if you know anyone who might love the show, send them a link. We'll see you next time on Just Keep Learning with Justin at Just Tries.